Blog Talk Radio. somehow managed to skip doing that last week, but we are back. We're live. We are on the My Astrology My Astrology Coach Radio Network here on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we're at it again this week, y'all. Um, everything's unfolding so masterfully and divinely and beautifully as we take a look at these weeks ahead, and um, it's just, it's a a powerful journey to be taking with you guys. So, peace. Welcome back. We are covering this week the um, we are covering today the week of Sunday the twenty eighth through Saturday the fourth. Okay, and uh, the highlight of this week is the full moon in Capricorn, which we'll discuss. And so, um, since that. Since that's the standout kind of transit this week, I definitely wanted to give you all some horoscopes for that. So uh, be on the lookout for full moon and Capricorn horoscopes, okay, for all the 12 signs coming up here real soon. Of course, I don't want to get too far without acknowledging our divine ancestors and Brother Ampu, um, who so graciously uh, has allowed me the opportunity to, to host this hour um, with you guys and have a little astro discussion about the upcoming week's events. Um, so you guys will be ahead of the game and ready for whatever is coming with um, armed with full knowledge of uh, just what to expect with these energies. Um, so with that being said, let's get to it. Um, we're covering... Oh, I'm doing the Venus. Uh, I started doing the Venus portion of the show, which is Venus is the planet of love and money and what we value and how we value ourselves. And it's it's just a pretty cool planet to kind of watch and monitor and, and see the kind of journey that we go on with, with our love and our money throughout our lives. So uh, keeping track of that. You'll find, I know you'll find it beneficial. Um, Let's see. The 29th is next Monday. And in the morning, there will be a Venus biquintile aspect to Pluto. And that day is definitely just going to be a good day for powerful, cathartic creativity. Okay? Um, and cathartic, I have to look that up myself, so don't feel bad. <laughs> cathartic simply means providing psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions, um, causing catharsis. For example, crying is a cathartic relief, psychological relief through the open expression of strong emotions. So that day is going to be a good, powerful day for that. Also that day, um, with that energy of Venus by Quintal Pluto, uh, it's a good energy that promotes a creative way to earn money and a creative way to deal with intense desires, okay? We're going to keep it moving. That same day on Monday, um, Venus also aspects, uh, by way of a semi-square, the North Node, and that just simply denotes that the waters surrounding your love life are a little murky, 
right now on that day. Don't make any permanent moves until things have settled, okay? Good general advice. All the signs, same thing, okay? Um, obviously, with any of these as general aspects, once again, the whole, one of the main reasons Mama Dada Astrology exists is to encourage people to get in touch with their own personal natal birth chart. Okay, you can contact um, contact us here at My Astrology Coach, and we can help you with that. My email address is Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com. Okay, uh, because once you can take a look at how these aspects are impacting your personal chart, then it can be more customized um, uh, interpretations or advice for you. Uh, on the 30th, the very next day, which is should be Tuesday, yes, um, in the evening hours, Venus is quincunxing Chiron, and there may be vague feelings of discontent in relationships as a result of it. Um, or you may see that a choice um, that needs to be made regarding personal relationships, money, or possessions a choice that needs to be made that day or around that day. Insecurity involving others might make it awkward for us to express our affections naturally or flowingly on that day. Be aware. And the first, which is the very next day after that, Wednesday, uh, we have large appetites for love. Uh, Venus is conjuncting Jupiter. That's a... Uh, really big transit that you may um, have definitely seen or heard other astrologers talking about. It's pretty big, and the energies for that is is building as we speak. And so um, it just says that we have large appetites at this time for love and pleasure and generosity of spirit as well. And that it's an excellent time, all things considered, to begin a new relationship or renew an old or existing one. That's Venus conjuncting Jupiter on next Wednesday the 1st. Okay, so that wraps up the Venus portion of today's show. Um, Let me, if you are online and would like to call in, if you have a question or uh, if we happen to go over, if, you, if you've if you called in, you, you'll be able to continue to listen to the show after it's cut off online. But if you would like the call-in number, it's area code 818-369-0368. And if you're on the line already, I see you, and uh, have a question or would like to chime in with anything, please feel free to press one and I can open up the line for you, okay? All right, let's keep it moving. From Venus next week, we're going to start out. The moon is in Sagittarius the first three days of next week, the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. So I kind of wanted to introduce this week. I hadn't done this before. Uh, the signs that the moon is going to be in, it, it won't be probably more than three uh, in any one given week, but where the moon is is extremely significant and impactful to our emotions, our habits, certain parts of our personality, um, moodiness, moods, moon, 
it's all very interrelated and connected. So um, I'm throwing that information in here this week just because I know it will really benefit you guys. It will benefit us all. The moon is in Sagittarius, <clears throat> uh, the 28th through the 30th, and the moon is at her most optimistic and upbeat in Sagittarius. Uh, during this time, we are motivated by a need to seek the truth, and we are ready to pursue a new vision. We are not interested in details just now. Instead, we focus on the big picture. Um, new experiences and adventures satisfy a deep emotional need. Spontaneity is the key during this time. We may also be inclined toward overdoing and overstating. We don't want to plan ahead and prefer to wing it. The moon in Sagittarius generally favors the following activities. Adventurous activities that involve winging it, travel, higher education, starting publishing projects, advertising, sports, and physical activity, okay? So I'm mentioning that before um, I see a couple of hands up already. Um, I'm mentioning that uh, before I get into the days, uh, uh, the transits that are occurring on those days so you can keep in mind as we're covering up here next, Venus, the Venus-Uranus trine on Monday, you can keep in mind that the moon being in Sagittarius is going to kind of cast an overtone over that. And as long as you're working in concert with these energies, um, you just have to keep it all in mind. So that's why I'm mentioning it, okay? I'm going to open up one of the lines because I want to make sure that um, uh, I'm being heard and all of that. Nobody wants to tell me that, hey, we can barely hear you. <laughs> so uh, caller from the 626720. You're on the line with Mama Daughter Astrology here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. Peace. Hi, Mama Daughter. This is Leslie. Les Leslie? Yes, Leslie. Yes. Hi. Peace. Uh, you called Peace. in last week? No, I never called in. This is my first time um, listening to your um, to your station. I apologize. The number just looked familiar. Oh, okay. Um, no worries. <laughs> We're so glad you called in. What did you want to contribute to the show today? Thank you. Well, I wanted to know, I'm an Aquarian. I was born January 31st on a Sunday at 9:12 a.m. Okay. And I just want to I don't know if you can um just what do you see around Aquarius? I've been looking for work and uh it seems like I've been looking for work for the last 3 years. Okay. What do you uh, pick up on? You know, it's just the Aquarius energy. Yes, definitely. Um, I now I'm not an uh, I'm not necessarily an intuitive, so I don't do online readings of that nature. What I okay. am is a practic practicing astrologer, and what I can do with the personal birth information you just gave me is do I can do a transit report. Uh, a lot of insight can be given from even someone having access to their birth chart report simply because if you're not looking for work that is in line with your natural 
given abilities and inclinations, then that may be the reason for a lot of resistance or or not uh, getting a lot of results when it comes to that. Um, that is definitely an in-depth reading that would be done, and uh, we can discuss that here right after the show if you'd like, Leslie. How does that sound? That sounds great. That sounds great. Okay. okay. I have your number here, and I've already saved it, and so I can contact you afterwards for some more in-depth stuff. What I will tell you, though, is that we're going to do full moon and Capricorn horoscopes here in just a bit. Now, do you already know what your rising or ascendant sign is? Uh, Yes, my rising is Pisces, and my ascendant is Pisces. Yes, that is the same thing, and uh, so you're a Pisces rising with with a sun in Aquarius. Yes, my son's in Aquarius. I'm sorry, my my moon is in Pisces and my um, ascendant is in Pisces. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so what I would um, definitely advise is that when I get to the full moon and Capricorn portion uh, where I do the horoscopes today, listen out for Pisces and Aquarius cause, because they're both going to be very relevant to you. And that's just on a general – the full moons, um, I'll get. I'll talk more about the significance of that here coming up, but you'll definitely want to listen out for those, and then we can do some more in-depth things together here um, just in just a bit. Okay. Okay, Leslie, thank you so much for raising your hand, and I'll go ahead and mute your line so you can continue to listen. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace out. Bye-bye. All right, our first caller today on the show. Thanks again, Leslie. We will keep it rolling into speaking with you. We'll keep it moving to the, uh, the 29th. I was just about to cover... The 29th, the moon will be in Sag, and it's on the Monday. We're going to cover Venus, the Venus Uranus trine. Now, that is exact at 1.26 a.m. Central Standard Time on Monday. So early in the morning, uh, we've got this energy where we lose our fear of taking risks at this time. So what a divine way to start off the week. Um yeah, that sounds very like a very powerful way to start off. It says, and we happily embrace all that is new, unusual, and out of the ordinary with regards to romantic involvements as well as financial undertakings. That's the Venus portion. The new, unusual, out of the ordinary is the Uranus portion of the of the trine aspect. And the romantic involvements and financial undertakings is the Venus portion. They're in a trine. That's a harmonious, easy, effortless energy. All you got to do is be aware of it. That's why we're here discussing it right now, so you will be. And, 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 and set your intention now that you do know about it to be in the flow of it. So when new, unusual, and out-of-the-ordinary things pop up for you on Monday, Instead of looking at it from the perspective that you may normally look at it like, oh, that's new, unusual, and out of the ordinary. I don't, you know, want to step outside of my box. Then you would be more inclined now to go ahead and be able to appreciate that, knowing that as a direct result of your observance and appreciation of the new, unusual, and out of the ordinary, that it will necessarily harmoniously and effortlessly so affect your romantic involvements as well as finances and financial undertakings, okay? 
um, during this time we're ready to experiment but not necessarily ready to commit. Creative inspiration can be had during this time. We have an offbeat, pleasant attitude, and people are more willing to socialize. A good time for financial undertakings involving electronics, technology, the Internet, and the arts, as well as group um, activities, as well as anything. uh, The author of this on the CafeAstrology.com website didn't include this, but Uranus also rules astrology. So it would be a good time for financial undertakings involving astrology. Monday would be a good day to get a report or reading from Mamadata Astrology. You will be working in concert with um, this energy if you did that, okay? Uh, it's not, astrology is really not that difficult. Uh, it's it's quite in-depth. There, I haven't seen the find that there's an end to it, <laughs> but uh, it's it's quite simple as well uh, if you don't overthink it and make it complicated. Additionally, uh, some information about the Venus Uranus trine is that it's a bold electric aspect that will awake the desire for freedom in your interpersonal relationship or for uh, revolutionary appearance improvements. Uranus is the revolutionary Venus is, you know, the beautiful, it's it's the physical appearance. So that's how that um, portion of the interpretation can be uh, received. Igniting a spark of excitement in our social lives and encouraging us to take major leaps. So, you know, you can you can choose to participate in the flow of this beautiful energy however you choose. That uh, interpretation came from Eternal Light dash astrology.com. Lastly, in regards to this energy um, from an unknown source, I I can't say where it's from because it didn't say, but it just references a broad scope of varied, that's the Uranus part, and original, that's Uranus as well, experiences. A broad scope of varied and original experiences are open for exploration, and it's easy to lose your fear of risk and embrace the new. What might have seemed a bit over the top before now looks like your cup of tea with others jumping in to try out the most exotic tastes. There's nothing like the hands-on education. Uh, So sounds really like a beautiful energy, guys. Don't sleep on it early Monday morning when you wake up and uh, everybody should wake up on the right side of the bed that morning unless other prevailing factors uh, in your chart by transit are, uh, you know, impacting you strongly in other ways. Uh, so that wraps up while the moon is in Sag. And what a lovely energy. Of course, that is a, a perfect transit for the moon being in Sagittarius because Sag is all about um, – you know, the higher learning and the expansiveness and the growth and the optimism. So um, enjoy, okay? Now, um, first through second, the moon is going to be in the very next sign after Sagittarius. It's going to be in Capricorn. Um, I'm going to, I see uh, somebody else with the hand up. And so let me talk about where the moon's going to be the first through the second, and then I'll open up the line again. 
I, I'd rather open them up now when we get to the horoscopes. I definitely don't want to stop if I don't have to. I know y'all want to hear it, <laughs> so I want to be able to go straight through. Um, but while the moon is in Capricorn uh, next week, Sag, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's in Capricorn Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, we become aware of the need for structure and planning ahead. I guess after your emotions and your habits and your personality have been in Sagittarius that's so free-willing, free-loving, freedom-loving, and adventurous and adventuresome, then you become instinctively aware right after that uh, in all its expansiveness for the need for structure and planning ahead. Um, such a stark contrast, but during this time, we also instinctively are aware of the limitations of time. Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, and Saturn is uh, denoted as governing time in this dimension. We are motivated, while the moon is in Capricorn, by a desire for success. Achievement and manifestation are most important to us at that time. We are resourceful and don't want to waste time, energy, or resources. This can be a very sober influence, even a depressing one. However, it can also be a productive time when we look reality in the eye. Uh, The moon in Capricorn generally favors the following activities, long-term activities that yield slow but steady results, Capricorn is ruled by the goat, you know, and it uh, it gives off the image of the goat, uh, you know, traversing up this mountain, and it may take a while, but they're going to reach the top of that, that mountain. So during, while the moon is in Capricorn, it favors long-term activities. They'll take you a while, but they yield those slow but steady results. Uh, it also favors practical undertaking. Anything practical. It uh, favors career issues, making a business plan, and practical investment. Okay, and during the time of the moon in Capricorn, the first, which is Wednesday, that's going to uh, be the day of the full moon, being exact at 9.19 p.m. Central Time. So I'll get into that here in a second and go through the horoscopes. Um, First, I'm going to open up the line. Also, on the first, uh, before the full moon, there's a Venus-Jupiter conjunction that I'm going to discuss with you guys and the Sun-Neptune trine, which is so good. I'll discuss that for... uh, I have the first down as Wednesday, yeah. I'll discuss that. And then the Mercury in the sixth house. Sorry, guys, I got caught up reading. Let me go ahead and open up the line. I've got a caller from 301-942. You're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Peace. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Mama Good. Dada? Wonderful. Um, my name is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for How calling. How you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. What did um, you want to add? Birth- I wanted to know, like, a brief summary of my um, natal chart. My birthday is 8-15-1978, and I was born Tuesday at 7.15 a.m. 
Okay, hold on one, one second. I'm what I'm doing. Are you there? Did I hang you up? No, I'm here. Okay, I hear you. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. A brief, uh, I don't do um, the readings live on the air, but I am uh, taking down your information. Is it okay if I contact you right after the show to discuss? Yeah, that'll be fine. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. And you're Kelly. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, what? You, so, uh, can you tell me what is your sun sign and your rising sign? Do you know that? No, I don't. Okay. I'm kind of um, new to all this, and this is like the second time I'm listening to the show, actually. So, you know, okay. the first show that I heard last week was very on point. So I was like, oh yeah, Mama Donna knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's so cool how we can't continue to get first-time callers, and then I've kept in touch with a few of our callers who've turned into clients. So I'm so happy that you're listening. Um, Thank you. We're about to run through the horoscopes, listen out. One thing about horoscopes, which is is the perfect time to mention, we Mm -hmm. all have every single sign in our charts, and we all have different personal planets and points that are in those signs. So you may meet someone who is corn sun sign. That's the, you know, if they ask you what's your sign, that's the one they say, Capricorn. And But your rising sign is a Leo. You know, you may, you may come across more fiery than, you know, the earthy grounded Capricorn easily and be mistaken for another sign. So it gets really interesting once you break open the natal chart. I'm looking so looking forward to doing that with you. And um, if you would like to um, set, remain on the line, I'll go ahead and mute you so you can keep listening, and we'll talk again really soon. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Peace, Kelly. Peace. All right, y'all, we're rocking and rolling here right on into the full moon and Capricorn horoscope. Uh, which will come right after I give you some brief information about the full moon in Capricorn. <laughs> it didn't quite roll off my tongue like the full moon in uh, Sagittarius that we just had here a month ago. But, you know, we are going to pull the most positive, beneficial things out of it and constructive things because Capricorn, as much as it is hard work, and responsibility and restriction and constriction and limitations, it is definitely the rewards and the success that comes along with such things, okay? So fear not. Let's take it on here. All right, we got a full moon in Capricorn at 9 degrees, and it's really going to it's gonna be close to Pluto and opposite Mars, okay? So with Muto, Pluto, Pluto. <laughs> Pluto and Mars playing a uh, key role in this transit, you definitely have, you know, to pay attention. That's a red flag, Mars anyway, literally a red flag. And then with Pluto being the highest, the higher octave of Mars, um, it just screams pay attention to this full moon, okay? And so good for y'all that I'm doing the horoscopes. You'll get a really general idea even if I, I don't end up doing a personal reading or consultation or report for you um, and you, you don't necessarily know how it's going to affect you specifically, how it's going to affect you affect you, you generally uh, under your sun sign is definitely going to still put you a step ahead of the game, okay? Uh, this intense push and pull tension 
you've got the sun and the moon in direct opposition opposition to each other, okay? And so this particular author is describing it as a push and pull tension. Has the potential to place incredible strain on personal relationships. Watch out on the first next Wednesday, the day of the full moon. And I would say full moons are so powerful, I'd say watch out a couple of days leading up to it. So Monday and Tuesday, start the week off uh, with the conscious awareness of, of what's going to be going on Wednesday, okay? It'll definitely help you. Said with Mars and Pluto involved, you just really don't want to play around. Uh, this author says, as we are three months into the current eclipse cycle or halfway through, this full moon is harshly influenced by the lunar nodes, making a karmic turning point in long-term personal issues. That's huge, y'all. Anytime you see that word karmic, I mean, I think uh, most, my brain uh, 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 automatically goes to multiple lifetimes or multiple dimensions, okay? Uh, it's not necessarily something to believe in. It's just something you know or you don't, you have an awareness of or you don't. Uh, so it's a karmic turning point in long-term personal issues. Look out for that. Like all full moons, the major planetary aspect is, of course, sun opposite moon. Along with the conjunction, this is the most important of all aspects in astrology. A full moon focuses our attention on relationships of all kinds. A full moon itself has a relationship to the previous new moon. Projects you started during the previous moon phase two weeks ago can now be fine-tuned or completed. It is harvest time, okay? I'm uh, breaking in here from, from reading to, to just reflect and mention that um, two weeks ago was the Gemini new moon. And so by the time, well, it'll be two weeks next week when the full moon comes. But by the time the full moon comes, you'll have an opportunity to really take a look at the goals and intentions that you set around the Gemini new moon, and for the short-term ones, you can take a look and see how you're doing and make any necessary adjustments. Um, for the long-term ones, of course, six months from the date of the new moon is when you want to look at those, okay? So, um, or or this full moon in Capricorn is related to the new moon in Capricorn six months ago. Let me put it like that. So any intentions you set then, long-term goals, six months, you can check on those at this time. Um, projects you started during, I'm picking up reading again, projects you started during the previous moon phase two weeks ago can now be fine-tuned or completed. It is harvest time as the lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at a full moon. You can take an objective and balanced look at your personal relationships. Okay, so it's not a horrible thing. An opposition sound may sound bad, but that's just relative to our perspective. Um, it's a divine opportunity at the time of a full moon to be objective and balanced. Okay in your assessment of your personal relationship. Being in touch with your own needs and intentions and those of others, you can clearly see any relationship imbalances causing disharmony during this time, okay? It'll be glaringly clear. You won't miss it. 
This full moon marks the halfway point in the current eclipse cycle, being three months since the April 4th lunar eclipse. Uh, you can see in a chart below, I'll give you all the website if you want to take a look at it, uh, that this full moon is square the lunar nodes. This means that issues in your life which have arisen since April 2015, this year, lunar eclipse should reach a point of climax during the next couple of weeks. Be on the lookout for that. Observe that. We are also under the influence of the previous new moon, which lasts four weeks. Projects or circumstances which began two weeks ago at the time at at the time of the full moon, with the June 16th new moon will reach a point of climax or completion over the two weeks of the July 1st full moon phase, okay? Sun conjunct Mars. I told y'all Mars and Pluto were a player, were major players in this full moon. And so Mars is involved because Mars is conjunct the sun at this time. Um, It's not a tight conjunction as it was for the previous new moon. Ever, the themes of aggression, sex, and war will be just as or even more prominent because of the intensifying influence of sun opposite Pluto. The moon represents our vulnerable, sensitive side and emotions. The moon rules women, the public, and intimate relationships. The powerful influence of Pluto on the moon can make those things ruled by the moon yet more vulnerable, subject to guilt, coercion, secrecy, and dramatic transformation. Moon opposite Mars creates irrational actions and emotionally based anger. One more time, that sounded pivotal. Moon opposite Mars creates irrational actions and emotionally-based anger, there will be increased vulnerability to the negative or destructive actions of others. So you can see that this aggressive push and pull dynamic is not a good omen for relationships of any kind, whether it be between lovers or nations. The full moon square the lunar nodes increases karmic tension to such a level that you may reach a critical turning point in your past closely related to your close partners and family. Uh, Together, there's much built-up tension and aggression, exploding intense drama or rage, the parting of ways and the transformation to a new path. However, there is hope of greater understanding and empathy with Neptune bridging the gap between Sun, Mars, and Moon, Pluto. Relationships with shared ideals, if you have shared ideals in your relationships, and shared values in your relationships, uh, or shared spiritual beliefs in your relationships, then you will more easily cope with any irritation or revelations coming from the full moon. Okay, so lean hard on that. On, on your positive relationships where you're sharing ideals, values, and spiritual beliefs because it will help you. You're having a tough time with the full moon, okay? I would, I would, yeah, it could happen. So just be on the lookout. Uh, look to Neptune to help you with the sun-moon opposition, also known as a full moon. 
Another big bonus at the personal level to help overcome the dominating aggression of the full moon is the placement of Mercury. Mercury lies at the midpoint of the Jupiter-Uranus trine, creating a minor grand trine aspect pattern. This can result in practical outcomes via open and honest communication. So fall back on that too. Not only Neptune bringing the shared ideals, values, and spiritual beliefs into play as a big help to, to bridging the gap uh, between the sun moon opposition, but this author on astrologyking.com is also saying that uh, Mercury can help as well. So, employ open and honest communication around the time of full moon. It's not a good time to lie or try to hide. So, uh, between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Just know that that's going to work more in your favor if, if you uh, employ that strategy. It'll it'll bring really practical outcomes for you, for us. Um, Venus conjuncting Jupiter is an excellent omen for love to conquer all, uh, which is going to be happening at the time of the full moon as well. So there's just a really as tough as the tension could be of a sun-moon opposition where you're involving Mars and Pluto in it, um, it's really, really, if you can push through um, utilizing this Neptune energy, the Mercury energy, and the Venus conjunct Jupiter energy, it sounds like it'll really end up all good. So focus on that. Original ideas and insights can lead to greater growth and happiness in a relationship. That's another way. That sounds uh, a lot like Mercury. And Mercury sextile Venus brings warm and friendly conversation. So sounds all good. That's from astrologyking.com. Uh, a really quick snippet from the darkpixieastrology.com uh, of the full moon occurring at nine degrees of Capricorn. She says, in Capricorn, we keep our feelings to ourselves a bit distant emotionally and instead focus on our goals. We can accomplish the goals we set for ourselves, but at what cost? This can be a time of great success, but we're too concerned with our professional lives and not concerned enough with our personal lives. This full moon is sextile, positive aspect, transit, uh, Neptune and Pisces. The full moon is sextile, Neptune and Pisces. And our intuition is strong, acting as our guide, and our dreams are powerful. We use fantasy as an escape and need to let go of something and move on. If you're a Capricorn sun, moon, or Capricorn rising, you may feel the effects of this moon most. So there uh, uh, at the darkpixieastrology.com uh, blog, they're also referencing Neptune as a powerful player in this full moon that really can be gleaned from positively and um, by way of your intuition, acting as your guide, as well as your powerful dreams. So once again, fall back on that, and it should help out a lot if you're having a difficult time around next week. All right, we're moving quickly into the horoscopes. Not quite just yet. I just have a little bit more insight um, to, to give you from 
theelephantjournal.com regarding uh, the full moon, and then we'll do the horoscope. So they say that on Wednesday, July 1st, the moon will be full in Capricorn, and our emotions and desires will be running high and hot, okay? Romantic love has, has been and will continue to be a big theme this year astrologically. So many of the movements and conjunctions of the planets have been about giving us the confidence to pursue what's in our hearts. This month, Jupiter and Venus, the goddess of love, have been dancing together in the skies and will culminate um, on June 30th with an immense event. This passionate energy lends itself to the full moon in a big way. Each moon, whether it is new or full, is about asking ourselves the question. Lunar cycles are about initiating change and giving our souls a checkup to see where we are and where we want to be. After all the recent changes we've experienced, this full moon in Capricorn is asking us, why wait? I told y'all um, in Saturn rule the time. Emotionally, we've been doing a lot of purging from our lives and in turn have also done a lot of self-exploration. More than likely, many of us have come into our own hearts the past month and are very confident in what we need and want from our lives. It's been like a light of truth shining into our darkest places and letting us slowly illuminate whatever feelings have been hiding inside of us. We have been taking our time and initiating change slowly in our lives, but all that is about to change. We are going to wake up and realize with a shrug of our shoulders that there is no time like now to go after what we want. This moon isn't about taking crazy chances or big risks, but instead it's going to feel like a light suddenly turns on and we can't deny ourselves what we want any longer. Sometimes the only option we have is to jump right in. The wonderful thing about this moon in Capricorn is that although we are going to want to dive headfirst into our future, we are doing so grounded in practicality and the knowledge about our choices. This isn't a leap of blind faith. Horn is an earth sign and is known for its traits of confidence and practicality. Capricorn usually is slow to react, but because of its ruling planet Saturn being in retrograde through Leo until August, it's all about initiating passionate change now. There is no more waiting for what we know we want. While this moon and the conjunctions of Venus and Jupiter are all about romantic love, for some of us, that energy may translate into other areas as well. Under these conditions, we may have completed the journey back to ourselves and our heart center. We may have discovered what our true passion is in life and possibly what career direction better suits us now. It has been all about the journey to find our own individual truth and then making a life out of that. This year is the finale in a series of years since 2012 that are meant to rearrange our lives and bring us back to ourselves. A lot is going to change this year, and while some changes happen slowly under the radar, there will be other times like this summer that things are going to move faster than we ever thought possible. The energy is antsy right now, 
But the most important thing is to breathe into whatever we are feeling around this time. Acting out of fear will not help us on this particular journey. And will experiencing and while experiencing fear over change or the new is normal, it's not where we want to make our decisions from. Living life big takes courage, and it's not for the faint of heart. Lucky for us, starting with the energy on the solstice and leading up to July 1st, full moon, whatever fears we had are going to fall to the side because the desire and passion inside of our hearts is going to be pushing us forward. This is the summer of love, and this is just the beginning. July is going to be a hot and heavy month for us. Not only are we tired of waiting to manifest what is inside of our hearts, but this month is pushing us to take risks because everything that has happened over the course of the past couple of years all comes down to this moment. Once in a blue moon is a phrase that we're all familiar with. It's a phrase to represent special chances or moments. In July, we have not only one full moon, but two. And it is this second full moon that is dubbed the blue moon. Soon, uh, let's see, it's important to be aware that this first full moon in July is setting the tone for the entire month. So it's a really impactful and powerful full moon. Between the first full moon on July 1st and the second full moon on July 31st, we're going to feel the pull of desire on our hearts in a breathless and very passionate way. We are going to be drawn to those that excite our soul and make us feel alive. We are going to crave only those relationships which honor our authentic truth, and we will find ourselves seeking out those opportunities that pull the strongest on our heartstrings. Yes, sounds good, doesn't it? (laughs) This moon is going to light the fire in our sacral chakra and move us toward passionate endeavors, whether it's investing time in a worthwhile project or spending hot nights under the moon with our lover. We are going to be filled with passion for our lives. We need to get ready for fireworks in all aspects of our lives, but most especially in our hearts and bedrooms. (laughs) We are passionate creatures, and like the tree, some seasons we lay dormant and others we bloom into possibility. The planetary alignments in this full moon are throwing kerosene on what has already been smoldering, and it's about to finally explode and light up our life in a big way. Now all we need to do is enjoy the show. Okay, so she titled that uh, Full Moon in Capricorn, Get Ready for Fireworks. And that's, again, the elephantjournal.com where I took that from. Uh, And we are ready to roll right into the horoscopes, okay? So Aries, I'm going to switch it up on y'all one day and not start at Aries. (laughs) I'll just wait and surprise y'all, but we'll keep it rolling today. Aries, your full moon horoscope is as follows. On July 1st, a full moon occurs in the earth sign of Capricorn, and you can see rewards for the hard and smart work you've put in toward your goals and achieve a goal or come much closer to it. 
If you've been irresponsible or haven't worked hard, you can experience setbacks with your goals around the time of the full moon. You're focused on where you want to be in life, the direction your life is taking, and who you aspire to be. Are you any closer now than you were a year ago? The full moon on the first in your career sector can get you going with your goals and make you more ambitious, but you need to make adjustments according to what passes. Good things mean keep going down the road you're on, and difficulties mean change your path. Okay, I'm taking these horoscopes from the Dark Pixie Astrology for the July um, horoscopes, okay? Taurus, a full moon occurs in fellow Earth sign Capricorn on July 1st, and you can identify more strongly with your beliefs during this time. You may defend your beliefs if others speak against them, but that may not really be necessary. They're entitled to their beliefs just as much as you are. You can settle a legal dispute, finish a course of study, or come home if you're abroad with this full moon. And in general, you feel more optimistic about life. Um, Let's see. Gemini. On July 1st, a full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn, and you can be very serious with this full moon. You may need to deal with a serious matter, and it makes you focus on things you hold deep inside of yourself. You can be a phoenix rising from the ashes with this full moon and come back from failure or defeat. This full moon can bring the end of a business partnership joint venture, or taking them to the next level, bringing um, business partnerships or joint ventures to an end, or taking them to the next level, Gemini, okay? The full moon on the first is um, in your intimacy sector, makes you desire strong bonds, I'm still on Gemini, and a strong emotional connection from others. So if in a relationship, you try to become closer to your partner. If single, you want someone who will be serious about the relationship and have no patience for superficial people. Not with the um, full moon in Capricorn. (laughs) All right, Cancer, in the very um, sign opposite Capricorn, a full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn, the sign opposite yours, on July 1st, and you can end a fight in a relationship. Uh, you can take a relationship to the next level or end a relationship. I know that I, as I'm reading it, I'm like, well, that covers everything, and that's not really a good horoscope to tell you that it could be one of everything. Uh as far as possibilities are concerned, but I get that um, full moons are pivotal and critical points, turning points. So, yeah, one of these are really likely for you, Cancer. Ending a fight in a relationship, you've been fighting and that comes to an end, you're no longer fighting, taking a relationship to the next level or ending a relationship, okay, Um, Cancer? You're more emotionally invested in your relationships and can take stock of which are working, which aren't, what needs to be done, and what can't 
be fixed. You're also more concerned with maintaining peace and balance with this full moon, Cancer. The full moons this month tackle your relationship sector on the 1st and your intimacy sector on the 31st, making you take stock of your relationships, your commitment, your intimacy, and your bonds with others. If in a relationship, you want these to be stronger and can work on making them last a lifetime. If single, you only want someone if they'll have the same approach. All right, moving right on into Leo. On July 1st, a full moon occurs in the Earth sign Capricorn, and you can finalize a work project, settle a dispute at work or with a coworker, become more committed to your work, or feel that now is the time for you to leave your work. You want work that you feel emotionally invested in. You can see a health issue improve you've been working hard on, or one worsen you've been lazy with. Stress has more of an impact on you, so you should work on managing it better, dear Leo. The full moon on the first occurs in your work sector, which can make you take stock of your work. If it's work you truly love, you can love it more. And if it's not, you don't want to do it anymore. Okay? Virgo. Virgo, uh, a full moon occurs in fellow Earth sign Capricorn on July, and you can finish a creative project. You can feel more inspired, take a love relationship to the next level, or end a love relationship that isn't going anywhere. If you have children, something could come to fruition for them or come to an end. Uh, The full moon on the first, dear dear Virgo, occurs in your love sector, and you can take love more seriously then. If in a relationship, you want there to be passion and a deep connection between you. And if single, you want someone you feel you have a soul mate connection with. This is what y'all have to look forward to um, leading up to. I want y'all to be aware that it may not occur. These energies may not display themselves on the first. With it being a, a full moon, a powerful moon transit, it could be could be manifesting all the way from Monday and Tuesday leading into Wednesday, okay? That's why I'm telling you about it now. You can be prepared and intend to take the highest and best advantage of the energy. All right, Libra, I'm not going to delay. On July 1st, Libra, a full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn, and you can finish a home improvement project. Finalize a real estate transaction, settle a dispute with a relative, or end a relationship with a relative. This is an emotional sector for you, dear Libra, and you can be more in tune with your feelings with this full moon, but also more easily stung. Pay attention to what you feel, Libra, and work on strengthening your internal foundation. Love is mostly intellectual this month, and you keep emotions out of it. All right, Scorpio, here we go. A full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn on July 1st, and you can finish a bunch of smaller projects, take an idea to the next level, or give up on an idea you had. You can communicate what you feel more effectively, and you choose your words wisely. 
Scorpio, you want to keep things casual in love during the first half of the month. And if single, can make it passionate, but don't want anything beyond that. If in a relationship, you can spice things up and make it fun again. You have a lot of focus on your career, feeling more ambitious as the month goes on, and feel like you can take any of your ideas and turn them into something tangible. Sagittarius. On July 1st, a full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn, the sign after yours, and you can settle a financial dispute. Finalize a financial transaction. I'm so excited, y'all. I have sudden Sagittarius, and this is just perfect. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this full moon. Uh, you can settle a, a financial dispute, finalize a financial transaction, leave a second job or side gig you've been working for extra income, or take one to the next level, dear Sagittarius. You can be sensitive to what people say and think about you now, so you have to work on tuning them out. I don't know how much Sagittarius actually has to work on that. We seem to be pretty good at it, but uh, if not, if you happen to be in a decanate where you're not necessarily good at that, um, definitely it plays to your advantage when especially Neptune being retrograde right now and all the extra sensitivity to work on tuning them out, especially around the time of this full moon. It'll be critical. All right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, keep it in mind, Sag. The full moon in your money sector, Sagittarius, on the first can bring some good or difficult energy for you financially as you figure out the right way to proceed. Capricorn, the full moon is in your sign on July 1st. And this is the time of year where you reap what you sow. Hard and smart work is rewarded and laziness and irresponsibility is punished. You can make great progress in some areas of your life and experience big setbacks in others. It's a good time to take stock of everything and see where you need to change and where you need to stay on track. Okay, Capricorn, you can see a lot of things come full circle around the first with the full moon in your sign, and you see how well things have been going and how good you've been doing. This impacts what you want for your life moving forward and what you want to do. The powerful full moon in your sign, Capricorn. Enjoy. All right, Aquarius, on July 1st, a full moon occurs in the Earth sign Capricorn, the sign before yours, and you can focus on the past and things you need to let go of. It's an emotional experience, but you have to let this go. Subconscious issues and motivations can become known to you, and you have to figure out what you want to do to deal with it. Your intuition is strong, so listen to it. You can get a lot of work done during the first half of the month and tackle all of the work projects that you want to. You keep yourself busy, and your mind has great discipline for what you need to do. Good for you, Aquarius. All right, Pisces, rounding us out, taking us on home with the um, full moon and Capricorn horoscope. Come to you from the darkpixieastrology.com monthly horoscope blog. Pisces, a full moon occurs in Earth sign Capricorn on July 1st, and you can settle a dispute with a friend. You can end a friendship, or you can settle a dispute with a group or leave a group. 
and can feel more rebellious when pushed or provoked around this time, okay? You can focus on your future dreams and can get closer to achieving them if you've worked hard and smart or feel they get further away if you haven't. You try to be practical in love early in the month and don't turn up the romance until the new moon in your love sector on the 15th. So that's it for the horoscopes, y'all. Uh, full moons are pivotal. They're culmination points there. And with this being in Capricorn, it, it's even more so than than it already normally, the energy that's already surrounding a full moon with it being in Capricorn, with Saturn being responsible, like I said earlier in the show, for not only the hard work but the rewards that come with it, not only the self-discipline and the limitations, the restrictions, but also the success that comes as a result of what happens when you can discipline yourself, what happens when you have disciplined yourself over time, and then here comes harvest time. It's now time to harvest what you've planted and watered and nurtured. So that's what this full moon is about. Um, And I'm going to, I believe I have a new hand up. Um, caller from five six one two four seven. You're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Are you there? Hello. Yes, peace. Yes, You're on the line. Hi. 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 What is your uh, What's your name? I've been listening. Thank oh, cool. Okay, and uh, you got a chance to listen out for your sun sign and the horoscopes I just went through? Yes, I did. Okay, wonderful. Does that resonate with anything that's going on with you currently that you can start to see something culminating leading up to next week? Yeah, but today seems like, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to explain, it's like, I changed from day to night. It's like the mood or something is in the air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like a drastic shift in the it energy? Is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's definitely energy leading up to the full moon, and depending on your sun sign as well as your ascendant sign, uh, that's also Sag- going to Sagittarius? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Sagittarius, Sun or Ascendant? Do you know Do you know your rising sign? No. Okay, well then, yeah, it's going to be your Sun sign. Whatever, um, whenever you look at your horoscopes and you uh, read your sign, that's they're giving you horoscopes uh, uh, for your Sun sign usually. And so your ascendant could be that same sign, but it could be something different. What's your name? I didn't get that. Stacy. Stacy. Um, I can give you some more in-depth and specific information off the line. Uh, is it possible for me to call you at this number once the show is over? Sure, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and then we can take it just a bit more in-depth and specific to you 
And so um, that's I'm I'm glad you were able to listen to the horoscopes and and I know that um, once we dig a little bit deeper in your chart, some things will probably jump out and be glaring as to why it's such an energy shift. We had Neptune go retrograde. If you happen to turn out to be a Pisces rising, that could be affecting you significantly. Saturn just regressed oh. into Scorpio. We talked about that last week. It was so drastic. Yeah. Yeah. And and see I was Pluto's been retrograde, so you could have had a transit to one of your natal um planets by Pluto. Pluto Pluto is the energy of drastic transform utter deep, complete and total transformations. Uh, Uranus, we just had a transit with Jupiter and Uranus, and Uranus uh governs, you know, complete and total upsets and reversals. And so there, that's why I say until oh. we can look a little deeper in your chart, depending on what your ruling planet is, it, it could be so many things right now. There's just a lot going on astrologically. That's why my shows have started to get so jam-packed. We're maxing out two hours every time just to try to talk about it all. So if you can be reached oh. at the 561 number, um, I can call you off the air, and yeah. we can dig into it today. Yeah. All yeah, right. Sure. Sure. Okay. Thank you so much for um, chiming in on the line, Stacey. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of the show. You're welcome. Peace. Thank you. All right, y'all. We wrapped up those horoscopes in a snap. And I, I for one, uh, reading my sun sign and my rising sign, uh, am excited for the culminations of of the things that are that are uh, every full moon this year has just been so powerful to shine a light on the areas and the things in our psyches and our psychologies and, and our in our physical manifesting lives that uh, give us a divine opportunity to take stock of where we are. When the light is shining on where you've been and what you've been doing, what you've been up to, you're either proud in that moment and happy and reaping all the benefits and rewards or like it referred to, you're 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 reaping your rewards, all right, of of the punishment and the and the things that come as a result of not work, the very other, the very opposite of the things that Capricorn and Saturn stands for: not working hard, not disciplining yourself, not setting realistic and reasonable limits on your own self. Yes, we are adults. Yes, we're grown. Yes, we are uh, willful, you know, beings that can do whatever we want to. But we also have to know and understand that, um, you know, there's a time and a season for everything. And when the moon waxes full, it's a time and a season for shining a light on all of our stuff. So enjoy. I hope and pray that y'all enjoy the highest manifestation possible of the full moon in Capricorn next week. Okay, we're going to slide right into the preceding transit uh, right before the full moon on that very same day, Venus and Jupiter conjunct at 2.51 a.m. Central Standard Time, which is just an amazing, blissful blessing of a transit. And once again, um, uh, the blog I was reading from earlier it really is just uh, going to shine a beautiful overtone over the full moon, no matter how murky and miry the things that the full moon is shining a light on gets. With Jupiter uh, conjunct Venus that very same morning reaching its peak in Zenith, uh, it, it can't all be that bad. So take a listen here while I break that down that energy for you. 
and and take heart, lighten your heart and expect great things, especially if you know where this conjunction is happening in your chart. Hopefully you have been sowing those seeds over the last few weeks leading up to this conjunction to where it really climaxes in your favor, okay? Um, from eternallight-astrology.com, again, uh, an excerpt reads, on July 1st, Venus will pair up with Jupiter and Leo. The two will stretch out the Leonine Leo influence, lending optimism and generosity to our social life, together with the opportunity to expand our physical and mental horizons through love. Okay, that was the key little element there at the end of the sentence, through love. Uh, we have an opportunity to expand our physical and mental horizons. This lucky pair, Jupiter and Venus, coming from readings by yerevan.com, Y-E-R-E-V-A-N. Um, this lucky pair could shower us with blessings or a seeming curse. All depend, and I wouldn't think that when you put Jupiter expansiveness, growth, advancement together with Venus, you know, love, money, and values. But this author is saying that uh, it could shower us with a seeming curse, all depending upon where we have placed our values. Those who have been working, seeking, and asking for improvement will surely be rewarded for their efforts in some way during this time. When our actions are aligned with our souls and our innermost wishes, we are aligned with Dharma, uh, the author writes, and on track with our destinies. Then we have access to unlimited sensuality, creativity, and financial abundance. Yeah, there's just not a lot that can go wrong with this transit um, unless you don't tap into it, unless you're not vibrating on the kind of Venus-Jupiter wavelength. Uh, from Cafe Astrology's website, Venus conjunct Jupiter, a potentially magical transit when we are especially generous and giving, optimistic and kind towards others. We may also be quite indulgent under this influence. We might be tempted to overspend or overstate our feelings now. We are sociable, fun-loving, and desirous of sharing our happiness with others. Large appetites for love and pleasure and generosity of spirit as well. This can be an excellent influence for beginning a new relationship around the time of the full moon here with Venus conjunct Jupiter or financial undertaking or for renewing and refreshing existing ties with others. Okay, y'all. I am, I need to grab something real quick. This is so horrible for radio, but I am going to do uh, play a quick little snippet for y'all. Um, I just, I'll be right back. I'm, I apologize. I don't want to leave y'all hanging, though. I want to make it something good. <laughs> How about this? Mike, you can't go wrong with Mike. Hold on one second, y'all. 
I hope it's playing. Okay, that was quicker than I anticipated. That is so horrible, y'all, but I had to do something real quick. I'm back. All right, we're going to keep it rolling. We only have a couple more points to go through, y'all. We're wrap it. We're probably going to wrap it up early today. Um, that we've been going two hours strong. There's just so much to cover. And so I'm writing down these numbers, y'all, because I don't want to not call somebody back and then they were so excited about getting some assistance because, it's just way too good. Okay, I am back. All right, uh, the first also is going to, this is going to be an impactful day, y'all, just on the strength of what we've already covered. we got a full moon happening on the first. That's next Wednesday. We have the Venus-Jupiter conjunction culminating that morning setting the whole day off. And then uh, in between those two, we have a Sun-Neptune trine at 4.09 p.m. Standard Time, okay? All happening on the same day. Buckle up and get ready for just a very powerful day energetically, emotionally, astrologically. Let me um, real quick. Sun-Neptune trine-Sun transit is known to increase interest in spirituality and to make one more compassionate, imaginative, and idealistic. Now, this is going to, if you're Neptune ruled, that's Pisces, okay? If you're Sun ruled, that's Leo, then pay attention because uh, you're going to feel the impact of this more so than the rest of us. Unlike the more challenging Neptune transits, the urge to follow a more spiritual path does not have to result from some health crisis or from losing your way. That you can take a transit like this and not have to wait to have a come to consciousness moment, you know, in in the middle of some crisis or after one. It is not generally associated with having to give up on material things in life which bring comfort and security. So there is simply more passion to get involved in religion, spiritual groups, or an occult field like astrology in order to gain more fulfillment in life and more and feel more in touch with the wider community and other dimensions. So we're g- gaining access through is- this energy to uh, become more spiritual or enjoy more in-depth spirituality. Uh, greater sensitivity to vibrations from other people and the environment allows this heightened sense of being connected, which may see you become more involved in charities to help those less fortunate than yourself. Or there may be some worthy cause like human rights or environmentalism, which allows you to express yourself and leads to a sense of satisfaction or worthiness. The increased imagination that this transit is bringing is perfect for following creative or artistic pursuits because you can transform abstract or tangible images and ideas into something others can see or understand, okay? The the Neptune part of this um, 
is the imaginative kind of ethereal spiritual part, and then the um, the sun portion is the expressive portion and the, the the more tangible. Um, let's see. You can more easily express your spiritual and caring side under this transit, as well as being able to pick up accurate psychic impressions from others. So this is a great transit for relationships and should deepen the spiritual connection between partners. There is also a good chance of meeting an ideal partner, a soulmate you can really connect with. Okay, so the power potential on the first is off the charts, apparently. Um, that came from the Astrology King and from Cafe Astrology. It just reads that we're during the time of sunshine, Neptune, we're at the right place. There, uh, the trine, like I said earlier, is easy, effortless. Uh, we're at the right place at the right time, probably because our hunches are more likely to be correct and we are tuned in. We are inspired, and charitable acts now will serve to lift our spirits like no drug can. A good time for self-improvement programs or efforts. Instinctual judgment is enhanced under this influence. We are able to see matters and people from a different perspective, one that allows for and even finds beauty in differences, Okay. A wonderful, wonderful transit. Um, don't don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep, okay? We have just two more to go through, and we're done, guys. I want y'all to be ready. So far, it's so powerful and great. Uh, ending after the week on the second Thursday, there's an insane Mercury-Uranus sextile. Anytime Mercury-Uranus sits up, it's insane because you've got the mental, communicative, you know, traveling winged messenger planet of of Mercury, and then its higher octave Uranus, which is just genius and lightning speed, you know, insights and and just inventive and innovative. So a sextile being a uh, a favorable aspect between those is just a, a perfect way to follow up. Um, follow it from the day before and all the energies going on then. Uh, VancouverAstrologer.com notes that quick answers, great wit, and a surplus of insights and solutions are at the ready on Thursday. A good time to write and communicate with real originality. Inventions and breakthroughs are possible. Uh, CafeAstrology.com adds, This is an opportune time to attend meetings and other organized group activities to communicate online and to take part in activities involving computers, scientific projects, metaphysics, and I'll add in, of course, astrology. That's also Uranus rules. Unexpected gains may be realized through those same mediums, okay? Once again, computers, scientific projects, metaphysics, and astrology. The intuition is strong, and insights seem to come from out of the blue. Original creative ideas are easy to come by. We can take advantage of our ability to see things in a new light by breathing life into old projects or solving problems in new creative ways. Varying our usual routine may be especially rewarding. 
So, yeah, anything off the beaten path on Thursday is more than likely going to work out in your favor, okay, with the um, with that Mercury-Uranus connection. So don't, don't sleep on that. Uh, the third through the fourth, uh, we've started the week out with the moon in Sag from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's in Capricorn around the time of the full moon. And rounding out the week on the third and the fourth, Friday and Saturday, uh, the moon is going to be in Aquarius. Uh, attraction to all that is new and unusual and instinctive need for improvement. I think that's funny that the Mercury-Uranus sextile you know, leads into the moon going into Aquarius. So whatever you um, set off, the, you know, whatever you utilize that Mercury-Uranus connection for, you're going to have the moon in Aquarius supporting that supportive energy in your, you're going to feel in your emotions, you're going to feel uh, good about uh, the unusual, inventive, unique, eccentric, things you uh, either initiated or supported and nurtured and watered during the Mercury Uranus sextile transit, okay? Um, the moon in Aquarius is also characterized by re- reactions that are more intellectual than emotional, and interactions are more impersonal than personal under this influence. This is a time that promotes social gatherings, dealing with group ideals, and goals for the future. Brainstorming is good to do during the moon in Aquarius. New ideas and progressive changes. We are open to new methods of doing things, and we have our eye on the future. That's the key word for Aquarius, future. It can be hard to stick to schedules now as personal freedom is most important to us. So don't be too hardy on yourself Friday and Saturday. Um, The weekend that's coming up, um, definitely just that third and the fourth, try to go with the flow Um, as far as schedules are are concerned. Kind of let yourself, like I say, take this uh, energy, the Mercury, um, Uranus sextile into those days, your emotional, your emotions will be supportive of it. And the moon in Aquarius generally favors the following activities, unusual or radical undertaking. The more unusual or radical, the better. <laughs> Social pursuits, group projects, trying something new, joining a group. Okay, all favored. And so while uh, this energy is going on, you do have a Mercury-Jupiter sextile on Friday the 3rd. That evening, it peaks at 7.53 p.m. And from cafeastrology.com, it just reads, positive thinking, insights, and cooperation are themes now. This influence favors short trips, writing, teaching, studying, submitting applications and forms, test-taking, and making diagnoses and observations. This is a time when we more readily exercise good judgment, take a more philosophical approach to thinking, and are more open to learning. Okay, Uh, let me double-check the queue. I didn't see any new hands when I looked. A while ago, okay. And so uh, what I want to mention is that 
uh, if I you came on the line, I think there's one number I missed. I didn't quite. That's why I played the music. I was trying to write it down so I could call y'all back. Uh, then I I would like for you to contact me. I can be reached at Adrian A D R I E N N E at myastrologycoach.com. You can find me at Mama Daughter Astrology on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I would, if I if I told you I was going to call and I don't call you, I think you're the one number that I didn't get to write down. And so please feel free to contact me by any of those avenues, and I will definitely. So we've done it again, y'all. We've uh, we've gotten you ahead, you know, during the this time. And so I just wish everybody all the luck, love, and success. And until next week, peace.